Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 55. We are looking at Hebrews 11, verse 6. So not a person today, but again, another discussion about this topic of faith and how that plays out for us. Such, uh, again, uh, such an important, um, such an important topic. And, uh, and before we, before we dive into the question, it was your recommendation that we go through Hebrews chapter 11 and for season two. And, and I want to thank you for that because that's such a, I mean, it's actually putting the very foundation of our Christian faith to, um, we're actually getting a chance to talk about it and discuss it. So, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's a question. So when you were younger, um, what did you do or say to try to get your parents approval? Again, I don't know if that was if that was kind of your your jam or not um, getting the approval. But, um, if you can th- think about it, like, okay. what did you do or say? Well, to try I was going to get gonna the say I was a pretty compliant kid, but that's actually not accurate. <laughs> I think I was a pretty yeah, strong. Yeah. Tell us a secret. Spill I the tea. Spill pretty, the tea. <laughs> I think I was a pretty strong willed kid who hap, who made good choices. Okay. So my strong will for the most part was in a good direction. Um, I don't, I don't know that I was necessarily motivated by getting my parents approval some well you know my mom well she's about as encouraging a person (laughs) as there could possibly be so i didn't need to do anything to earn my mom's approval like she thought i was amazing she she let me know she thought i was amazing no matter what i did uh so i don't know that that was necessarily a motivation was to get their approval okay it was more of an internal motivation um to do the right thing. Or not lose their approval. Or, yes. or I mean, a little I, bit? Yes. Maybe. Okay. maybe yes. That probably more that. Like not earning it, but this is this is what I am about. And i I personally value yeah, yeah. you know, doing the right thing or being excellent. Like that was an yeah. inner so, drive. So maybe, maybe man, I didn't want to disappoint my parents or or is that was that Um Yeah. So then I think, you know, the one thing I was terrible at driving. Um, I was in three car accidents in the first 18 months Did we talk about that having my driver's license. One? I don't know. It's, it's a pretty strong marker in my life. So we might have. I know we talked about, you don't like the feel of your car with gas. So I know that. Uh, yes. That's, okay. But I really struggled with driving and I do remember when my, and my parents were so gracious about it, but when my just feeling so sad that I did dis- and I don't even know that I disappointed them, but they took me off the car insurance <laughs> to college because it was so expensive. Completely fair. Now as a parent, I cannot even imagine how expensive that car insurance was because it had three accidents. But I do remember feeling so sad yeah, that yeah, yeah. Oh, I really yeah. botched that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how about you? You just like like I'm finding out so much about you. So I know it. Uh, for for me, it was um so so my dad played baseball. He was scouted by the Tigers and he was a really good pitcher. And so um so that was my sport. That was my sport, probably because it was his sport. Yeah. And I wanted to be the best baseball player possible. And so um so I did everything I could to, um, you know, to win his approval in that way. So he pitched. I wanted to pitch. I was a horrible pitcher, but I wanted to pitch because he because he pitched. So I played I typically played second. I played the outfield and um, 
And so because of uh, outfield, because I was fast. But I wanted to pitch because I wanted to win his approval. Mm. And the interesting thing is he he came to just a few of my games. And the one game um, he did come to where I started, um, I, I got I got yanked in the first inning because, oh. um, you know, a couple of errors in the infield, but I was throwing balls and and um, and so um, so I, I felt like I did not uh, I, I felt like I disappointed him mm. um, in that moment and um, so but but you know we we there are certain things we do to get people's approval. Mm-hmm. Um, this passage that we're talking about. Um, the writer almost just just he pretty much says that it's impossible to get God's approval to please him without faith. That is such a strong statement. It really is. Like like it's not it, like probable, it is impossible yeah. to please God without faith. And um and I just find that pretty interesting. So wh- wh- like like what what goes on in your mind when you hear a statement like that, it's impossible to please God without faith. Well, it makes me think of other things I might turn to, to please God. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, having it all together, making right choices. And again, those things aren't bad, Yeah. but it's not my perfectly manicured plans. It's not, um, having everything all figured out because those in both of those sense, that's kind of the opposite of faith. Yeah. If I have it all under control, yeah. if I've got it all planned out, so no, nope, that's not what God is after. What he's after and what pleases him is me trusting him yeah. and not t- trying to control things or manufacture things myself. Yeah. That, that man, that is, again, you, you're striking on something that I think is super, super important for, uh, for us. So there are individuals who, they are powering up to, you know, if I can just do this and this and this and then then this, then God will be pleased. If I can just go to church four times in a month, then God will be pleased. If I can give my money, then God will be pleased. Um, if I can, you know, read my Bible, you know, if I can go on a streak, uh, you know, a 20 day streak of yeah. reading my Bible, then somehow God will be pleased. But you tapped on something that I think is the nerve of the Western culture church is doing all of these things that might on the outside look really, really good. Like I'm committed and devoted, but my heart and my faith is far from uh, from God. And so, so it's not the well-manicured life, mm-hmm. but it is a life that says, I am messed up and God, I'm going to trust you with everything. The little mustard seed faith, I'm going to trust you um, to give me a good foundation to, you know, grow me up and that sort of thing. So I think you're, you're touching on that. It's not about all the stuff that we do. It's out of our faith that those things come, Mm -hmm. but it's not those things that give us faith. It is my, the, the mustard seed kind of faith that says, I trust that God exists and I'm going to actually, I'm going to, do what he asked me to do. I'm going to, I'm going to live according to his word. So I think you're hitting on something that I think is really, really important for the modern, the modern day Christian. Yeah. It is easy for us to think of 
our relationship with God is transactional. Like, yeah, yeah. I need it's to do these word. things, and word. then He's gonna yeah. do this, and yeah. I've got to keep it even. Like, oh, He's done so much for me, so I better do more for Him. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's just not the framework. Yeah, and that's how, and that's how delusion, and and or that that that's how disappointment and um. Like life is not working out like I thought because I'm living a transactional life, like the like the scales. Yeah. Um, that that somehow the scales, God, I'm doing all of this for you, and you throw me a crumb, and so I'm going to stop following you now because you're not keeping up your end of the bargain. Bargain and faith simply doesn't work that way. Um, it is a requirement. Faith is a requirement. Um, you know, to uh, to honor God, to please God, and the the writer lets us know in in very certain terms that just like just like um, without a faithlessness makes us vulnerable to sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last episode we talked about Cain and Abel two episodes ago. Um, I think it's the same way here that faithlessness. Um, does not win the approval of God. And God is not some martinet, some sort of mean God in the sky. He's just saying, I'm giving you an invitation that you're going to know me well when you have faith. And you're missing out on some things if you're not going to trust me in the way that I'm actually requiring you to trust me. So I think that's a, that's a, it's, it's a strong statement. It's a requirement. It's impossible to please him without faith. But I think the writer is trying to get us to see that God has so much waiting for us when we trust him that way. Yeah. And, and faith pleases God because when we're operating out of faith, um, we're recognizing our need for him. Like, yeah. I cannot do it on my own. I don't have it all figured out. So I'm believing God for these things. We're recognizing our need for him and we're relying on his sufficiency. Yeah. You know, I I have faith that he will be my daily provider, whether that's um, physical needs, whether that's strength, whether that's joy, whether that's peace. Our faith pleases God because we're saying, God, you are yeah, the yeah. one. I'm relying on you versus how we might more naturally operate. It's all up to me and I've got yeah, to figure this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah and, so. it, and it begins with this, um, I, think, I think this sense of, if we're talking about the beginnings of faith, it's about acknowledging the approachability of God. Yeah. He says, the writer says, the the one who comes to God. So you mean to tell me that I can actually come to him, that God is approachable? And and I, I think there are a number of people in our world who say, well, I'm, God is the big meanie in the sky. He's going to judge me. And, you know, like all the stuff that I've done, there's no way I can approach him. My sin is too great to approach him. And yet the writer says the very beginning of faith is is acknowledging the approachability of God, that God is approachable. With all of my junk and everything, he's actually approachable. And that um, believing that he exists, Mm -hmm. that he is not some figment of my imagination. He is not some um, fantasy but he is, he's a real God who has uh, paved the way for you and I to approach him 
with all of our junk, with all of our minuscule kind of faith, God, I, I, you know, I believe, but help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. He's that, uh, he's that approachable. I just love when the writer says those who come to him, that God is that kind of God who allows us to approach him. Yeah. I, I kind of wish the word was a little stronger and maybe you can help us out with what the original language might have been where it says, whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists. Like I wish the exist part was a little, (laughs) because I think it is more than just there is a God existence. It is that as you were describing that this is a personal God who wants a relationship with us. It's not just old man up in the sky. He exists. Yeah. And so I don't know, maybe different translations no, no, use that, that word differently. Cause I think it does mean something more than just exactly it, existence. Yep. He so so again, the beginning of faith is the existence, believing in the acknowledging and believing the in the existence of God. So why would I pray to someone who doesn't exist? Why do why would I approach someone who doesn't exist? So God is saying the very beginning of the faith is believing that I exist. But then it goes on, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek uh, who seek him. And yeah. that word seek is continually seeking him. And that is the relationship part. That is the personal, vibrant relationship. So believing that God exists um, is, again, is just the beginning. And it is not enough. It is not enough because even James says demons believe that God exists and tremble. So what God is after is not just an acknowledgement of his existence. He is saying there is so much more and that so much more comes from a personal, vibrant relationship with him through his son, Jesus. So existence, believe, you know, that's, that's just the, that's baseline mm-hmm. is, is believing that he exists. But then he says, I have something more for you. And that something more is a personal, vibrant, living relationship where you see the joy, see the peace, all of those things that God has for us. Yeah. Yeah. And now I do like that it says seek him and that it doesn't necessarily say um, he rewards those who know him. It's not about us figuring it out, but it's in our seeking, not necessarily knowing and having all the answers. And that idea, how how you said that it's, it is a continually seeking. And that is why that and the faith to say, I don't understand God, but I'm going to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm casting my cares on you instead of depending on my own strength or other people in my life. It is that seeking him and trusting him, having that faith, that belief, all of these words we're talking about. Right, right. Um, but it doesn't mean having it all figured out or yeah. knowing all of the answers. Absolutely. He rewards those who seek him. Yeah. And and that can be an encouragement. You mentioned the the father who um, brought his son to Jesus and yeah. he said, I do believe, but help my unbelief. Yeah, like yeah, th- yeah. both of those can be true. They can, Believing, they can exist. But still figuring it out. It's yeah. seeking, but it's not necessarily totally understanding, but he rewards us in our seeking of him, yeah. in our acknowledging of him, in our saying, hey, can you shed some light? Help me know, you know, what is my next step? Yeah, we, we, we can't, um, you, 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 um, you hinted at it and we can't leave this, this point and close this podcast without talking about the reward part. Um, 
the the reward part for those who seek him. Hmm. There are a lot of people who want the reward just for believing in God, just for, oh, but I believe he exists and God should reward me. Um, or, um, oh yeah, I believe in God. And yet God rewards those who live according to the demands hmm. that he has. So I, I want the reward, but I don't want to follow him. Yeah. I want the reward, but I don't want to like give up my life and um, or, you know, carry my cross daily. I want the reward of being a nice Christian, but I don't want the reward um, that that comes with being a disciple. And again, it we live in a world where it says, like, if I do just enough, I expect a big reward for just a little that I've done. Mm-hmm. But yet your point, he rewards those. And that reward can be a number of different things. And I think the biggest reward is when we seek him, he gives up, he gives us himself. Yeah. And that's when we know that God is real. He He's affirming his realness to me. And I can't think of anything that's more comforting in knowing that the God that I pray to has revealed himself in some very certain terms. And I know that he is real. Um, and so the reward comes not with just believing that he exists. The reward comes when we, um, we, we follow him, we seek him, follow him and, and obey him. And I believe that's where a lot of the, the rewards come is through our obedience. Absolutely. Yeah. As we wrap up this episode, what can we believe about God, ourselves, and others from this wow. power-packed yeah, yeah, verse? Yeah. One little verse, but a lot uh, there. Man, I, I believe that God wants to be found. Hmm. Um, he has revealed himself through creation, which we talked about an um, episode ago, or it's a couple of episodes ago. He reveals himself through creation. He reveals himself through his word, and he reveals himself through his son. So he has made it super, super easy for us to approach him. And there are many avenues, when I say many avenues, the avenues I just mentioned for him to be found. And uh, so there is no excuse that we, um, he's not some mean God playing hide and seek. Um, and ah, you didn't find me this time. No, he wants to be found. And, um, and I love the fact that he's approachable. Yeah. Yeah. Even with all of my junk, all of my unholy thoughts and actions, he's approachable. He wants to be found and he gives us that invitation. Yeah. And yeah. and another layer of that, just how gracious he is yeah. in wanting to be sought and that how we please him yeah. is not by having everything all together, yep. by not being super Christian. It is in seeking him and having faith, yeah. like our faith Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So the reverse, pleasing him, he is pleased by our faith. He is mm. pleased by our seeking of him. Yeah. And wow, how more gracious and loving could you be? Love it. Yeah. Love it. Well, friends, thank you for joining us. Uh, share this podcast with a friend, have your own spiritual conversation and join us next time. <laughs>